a series called What Can I Bring? And what we're talking about is this idea that over the next few weeks you'll be invited to different parties, different parties for work, maybe a family party. We're having our whole family over for Thanksgiving, and so we'll, we'll have that. And the, the idea is that when someone invites you to something, what's the first thing you ask, right? You say, uh, can I bring anything or what can I bring? And sometimes they'll tell you, uh, bring a salad, bring a dessert or whatever. And sometimes they'll say, just bring yourself, right? Yeah, you guys got it. And so uh, if you're just bringing yourself or if you're bringing yourself with a salad, uh, what do we want to be? Who do we want to be at these events? And what do we want to bring? What type of person are we bringing to each of these parties? And so uh, this is a four-week series. This is the last one. And then next week, we'll start on on our, uh, our Christmas uh, holiday series. But the first week, we talked about bringing empathy, that you go and we don't judge people just on who, who, what we see. We judge people by how we're getting to know them in relationship. And so empathy is a way that we can identify with someone that might not be us. Or we might say it this way, I can identify with somebody who's other. They might be other uh, skin tone. They might be another gender. They might be another socioeconomic level. They might be other uh, in, in education or whatever it is. And so our job is to be empathetic. The second week, we talked about forgiveness because you might be going to some parties where your ex is there or uh, that uncle or aunt or mom or dad is there or a step person is there and you just don't like that person. And so we talked about bringing forgiveness to the party. And then last week we talked about bringing joy and how uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength and how we can bring that to a, to a party. This morning what I want to talk about is, uh, is gratitude, bringing gratitude to uh, wherever you're going it's difficult in our culture to um, have a focus on gratitude because most of our culture is revolving around consumerism and rights. <laughs> and so there's this sense of entitlement that's kind of woven into everything we do. When I go out, uh, I'm kind of old school. My dad, my dad, when my dad raised me, I, I was like Mr. and Mrs. I could never call an adult by their first name. I, I realize I'm like a thousand years old, so that's I understand that. But uh, I had to do that. Uh, you always open the door for a lady. You always, you know, you just kind of those those kind of old school things. <laughs> Anywho, um, so you you know, yes, ma'am, no, sir, all, all that kind of stuff. So when I go to Starbucks, and uh, I, and and there's someone behind me, um, I open the door for them. Okay, whether it's a woman or a man or I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like if I if I open the door for a woman, it's not because I don't think that she's strong enough to open a door. It's that she doesn't know how to open a door. No, I'm just kidding. All right. That was a terrible joke. It was a terrible joke, but I couldn't help it. Okay, so no, I don't open it up because she doesn't know how or she's not strong enough or I'm better than her or, you know, Thor needs to open door, you know, nothing like that. It's just to be to be kind. But here's the thing about me. See, they say, oh, but John, you're so polite. Here's the thing about me, though. When I open the door, if they just go and walk right in, I'm like, hello. Like, right? And under my breath, this is how immature your pastor is. Under my breath, I'm like, you're welcome. Right? 
Now, don't tell me I'm the only one who thinks that, okay? When you, when you do that, when you open the door. And then here's the other rule I have in my own sick brain is if I open the door for you at Starbucks and you go in first, your first responsibility is to let me in line in front of you. Because I open the door, you now let me in. And when a, when a double infraction happens where I open the door with no thank you and I'm behind you, oh, man, it's, it's on, right? But wh why? Because, because I'm immature. That's, that's immaturity that's welling up in me. That's entitlement that's welling up in me. That's, that's a, I deserve this, you deserve that. Don't you know how to be polite? How did your parents raise you? I raised to open the door. My parents are better than your parents. I don't know what goes through my brain, but that's it. But that's kind of the same with all of us. Gratitude is one of those weird things that we, we do things for people and we really do them out of a kind of a cool thing. Like, we want to do it. Like, I want to do that for you. But then when something's not said, it comes across as ingratitude. See, what we think, we think that if we feel grateful, then we're grateful. If, I, if, if you do something for me, and I'm like, man, that was so nice. That's, but if I don't express it, it comes across as ingratitude. That person I opened the door for at Starbucks, they might just be thinking to myself or thinking to themselves, man, I, you know what? I need to do more of that, open the door for people. I, I wonder how I could do that. And they just, they're just oblivious. They might have felt gratitude, but they didn't express it. And so what we're going to be talking about this morning is this idea about expressing gratitude. And we're going to take it a level deeper because what I've found in my life, and this might not be true for you, but it is for me. That the most grateful people I know have established a grateful relationship with their Heavenly Father. That they understand where they were or where they could be and where they are. They understand the gifts that they have available to them. They understand uh, the work of the Holy Spirit they have in their life. And it be, th this gratefulness to God translates into a gratefulness with other people. Now, I'm not saying if you're atheist that you're not grateful or whatever. This has just been my experience that the most grateful people that I know that express their gratitude are oftentimes those who have a grateful and expressive relationship with their Heavenly Father. And that's where we're going to go uh, on that. We're going to look at what does it mean to be grateful to our Heavenly Father and how does that translate into be, uh, being grateful for one another. The other thing I know about gratitude, it's, um, it, it, it's, it's determinative for relationships, okay? It helps determine where the relationship is going to go. So if I meet with a couple in my office, oftentimes, and they're, they're, there's a problem, oftentimes one of the roots is that one partner is doing a whole bunch of stuff and it doesn't appear that the other one cares at all. And it, it there's, becomes a rift. And the person will say, oftentimes, I feel so grateful for you. Gratefulness that is not expressed comes across as ingratitude, right? And so, so there's this idea that, and, and so, so that person, one of the spouses might be at work, and there's somebody at work who's just like, oh, you're so, wow, I can't believe how hard you're working. That's relationally determinative. You have to watch out. And so uh, it's an important topic, and it's an important topic as we go to these different parties and things. So 
we're going to start out, uh, we're going to kind of be bouncing a little bit around, um, but we're going to be focusing on the importance of gratitude and then why we can establish this relationship of gratitude with our Heavenly Father. And then we'll look at three ways uh, that we can do that. And then we'll take communion for this Sunday. Uh, so he here's kind of the anchor verse that I want to look at. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Now, we start out with that because I want to talk to the people who are doing things where they don't get gratitude. So you're doing something, you, have, you, you change diapers, you change diapers, you change diapers, and you, no one says thank you, and it's just like eating at you. And I know, because I've changed like six diapers. I know what it's like. And so, so let's say that's you. Then if you don't receive any gratitude, this is your go-to verse. I didn't open the door for that person in Starbucks because I wanted to thank you. I open the door for that person because whatever I do, I'm going to do it to the glory of God. And this is a game changer for some of us where we don't feel like we're thanked. It shifts our mindset to be, hey, I'm not doing it for that. Now, that getting gratitude might be nice, and I want to give gratitude, but this is kind of our anchor verse. Why am I doing it in the first place? Why am I taking out the trash in the first place? Why am I picking up everybody's clothes, folding people's clothes? Why, why am I doing that? Am I doing it for a thank you? Now, you deserve a thank you, there's no doubt, and we'll spend the rest of the time on that. But that is kind of the anchor verse. Whatever you do, whatever it is, whatever you do for anyone else, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. You have received your reward in full, the Bible says, when you've done, when you've done it. And then here's the command in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances. So whatever you do, you don't need to thank you. You're doing it all for the glory of God. And give thanks in all circumstances. So you shouldn't need a thanks, but you should always be giving a thanks. That's kind of the unfortunate place followers of Jesus are in, right? You have the worst of both worlds. You have to say thank you for everything, and you, can't, you, you shouldn't get thanks for, for everything, right? So let me, let me uh, show one other thing that's vitally important, because what I have found is the people who uh, do not express gratitude are usually the most immature, okay? So think, think about it. Think about your kids, right? Or, or kids, maybe if you're single or whatever, anyone who's been around kids, Kids just get everything handed to them. Like, their meals are made, their clothes are washed, they have no expectations. And they have, sometimes if you're a parent or if you're an uncle or aunt or whatever, and you say, you know, I would, hey, you might, might get down and go, you should say thank you sometime, you know. Right? But they can't. They're, they're six. They're five. They're immature. They don't know. In the same way, I've found that the people who have a difficulty expressing gratitude are also immature. Watch what the Bible says. This is an amazing section of scripture in, in Colossians. For though I'm absent from you in the body, Paul's writing from prison to a church in Colossia, uh, 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 to the Colossians, right? For though I'm absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit, and I delight to see how disciplined you are. Like he's going, you guys, are, you guys get it. You're crushing it. Good for you. How disciplined you are and how firm your faith is in Christ. It's almost like Paul's going, man, I'm writing to you guys. You guys get it. You totally understand it. Great job. So he says, because you're in this great level of maturity, he says, so then 
just as you receive Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives. Just continue to keep doing what you're doing in him, rooted and built up in him. So in other words, you're doing great, keep going and keep getting better. Strengthened in the faith that you were taught. So you think, wow, what does a person like that look like on the outside when I, when I meet them? You know, and, and so he says, like, this is what I want you to do. And then he says this. This is, the cap, this is how he caps it off. And overflowing with thankfulness. Hey, mature believer, you know, mature follower of Christ. We got to be thankful. We got to be thankful. Now, I know our culture gives us every day a thousand things not to be thankful for. And you can pick whatever side of the aisle you're on. If you're watching the news or you're watching whatever, there's a really good chance that part of that, what, wherever you are emotionally or whatever, there's a large swath of negativity in it. Okay? And so what he's saying is, no, 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 no. Mature people, they're, they're on a different level. Remember the question I asked you last week? If God is for us, who can be against us? Right? That's the level. I mean, that's the level of thankfulness we're talking about. Like, I have so much to be thankful for and really not that much to be angry about. If God is for me, who, who, who can be against me, right? So what I want to do is just give you five basic things that you can be thankful for. And you can take a picture of this if you want. Uh, it just they are just five easy verses. There's so many. And the only thing I'm bummed about with this particular sermon is I, I, I could have um, preached a whole series on, on being thankful. So I'm admittedly trying to cram a lot in uh, all at once. But uh, I did a series, uh, I think it was, I forget what it was called, but it, uh, just a few years ago on thankfulness. But in Psalm 139, uh, 13, 14, we can just be thankful that we've been created. The fact that we've been given life. That we have a chance to get through life and, you know, fi figure things out. That's, that's one thing we can be thankful for. So we're created by God. Psalm 54, 6, we're saved by God. And so th this has been true for all of humanity. Either we are saved through the by God through the law or now in this New Testament expression, we're saved by God through uh, the sacrifice of his son, Jesus. And so we can be thankful for that. We're not stuck in our own ways and trying to be our own God and figure it out. Number three, Psalm uh, uh, 54, 6, this same verse, we're, pr it, we're provisioned by God. We're sustained by God. We're provided for by God. And this is uh, something that's hard for us in our culture to understand. We're into independence and we think everything we have we've earned and we've made. And we lose sight of the fact that we have nothing but what God has given us. So if we say, yeah, but I'm a carpenter, I know how to do that. It, who gave you the hands, right? Who gave you the hands to be able to do what you do? Who gave you the mind to be able to figure it out? He's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness, the Bible says. Psalm 16, 7, uh, we're guided by God. He can give us uh, information on what our next steps could be, what uh, we're trying to, um, if we're trying to make a decision. He can provide people around us that can help us as we navigate life. We're guided by God. And then Psalm 107, 8, we're loved by God. He loves us. He loves us and wants our best for us. So 
because of these things and because uh, unexpressed uh, gratitude really comes across as ingratitude, uh, how do we tell, besides just saying to God, I love you, thank you, thanks, thanks, um, I, I remember one Christmas I did a, a sermon called, What Do You Give the God That Has Everything, right? It was about this gift. I mean, what are you going to give God? Well, the really cool thing about the scriptures is that there's about 400 uh, verses on thankfulness. And they, they cover everything, every gamut. But there's two that really stick out if you were to kind of rank them in order of ways we can express to God thankfulness that he really, really values, okay? And they're two radically different things, but they come up so much. And then we're going to end the service with a third thing that I hope connects it all together. The first is praise and worship. Now, you can make the argument that worship, you know, is anything you do uh, in, in order to honor God. So, you know, as you relate to people, that can be an act of worship. That can be an act of worship. But the Bible says there's something special about singing and praising. This is one of the reasons why we gather on a Sunday morning. It's not just to hear me preach. You could do that online. You could download 50 messages or 100 messages or whatever it is and listen to them through. But that's, that's a part of uh, it. But the other part is that we gather together. And that's why we sing together. We sing these songs because the idea is that we as a church family or, or if, you're, if you attend another church online or whatever and you end up at another church, it, it, it's this idea of corporate Worship. Listen to what the Bible says. Let this message of Christ uh, dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, through hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with, with gr gratitude in your hearts. There's something about expressing gratitude to God in song that he really values, that he writes a lot about in the scriptures. And this is why I, I always say, I always say, it's better when you're here. And if you're watching online, that's fantastic, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, but it's, it's, it's actually better, it's, it's more biblical that we gather and sing together. Here's what it says in uh, Psalm 147.7. Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. All right. Now, they just, the psalmist just picked a, an instrument. It could be on a 67 Telecaster, I suppose. So it could, be, it could be whatever the instrument is on a piano or whatever. But the idea is that you're being creative. You're being expressive. You're using more than just sitting there reading a thing and going, that there's, there's an activity involved. So some of you might clap. Some of you might raise your hand. Some of you might do something that, that brings expression. We have people in here that can sing like beautifully, and we have people who are, you know, they're on a journey, okay, right? <laughs> but the idea is that when we sing as a group, we're drowning out everybody. There's a, there's a, there should be a confidence about going before the Lord, saying, Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way in me. There's something different about singing. Praise and worship. 
I was just very shocked when I was going through this thing of like, what, what, is, what is the thanks that God values the most? And uh, praise and worship. Listen to what it says. Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I already did that one. Uh, yeah, I missed that one. Sorry. There we go. Uh, let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. So we come, there's this idea of this joyful music we all make together. And the thing that, 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 that's so, that is the capstone of this is when we get to heaven, we're going to be singing. There's, it's all throughout the scripture, okay? When we spend eternity with Jesus, we're going to be singing. And we're going to be in every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. It's just going to be dividing walls are all broken down. All the things we're worried about now, that all goes away. We'll understand each other's languages, the Bible says, and we'll be singing together. Do you know how amazing that's going to be? It's going to be awesome. That's what God values. Now, the second thing I was a little uh, nervous about bringing up because, um, but it, if I'm going to stick true to my, what I wanted to do is, take the things that God honors most about being grateful or thankful. I have to cover this topic. I'm sorry about it, but it's giving. Woo! Okay, your favorite topic, money, right? M money. But as you go through the scriptures, um, and, and, and for those of you, just so you, if you're new to the to church or you've just come back and the reason you left in the first place was because all they do is talk about money, right? So my answer to that is, well, all you do is talk about money. I mean, that's what all everybody does. And the Bible talks about this more than anything else. And you guys know I'm not shy to talk about this subject. I just don't do it that often. I do it about twice a year to kind of give you the principles. But when you go through the scriptures, there is something about giving your wealth away that honors God as grateful, grateful, grateful. It wasn't mine to begin with. I am grateful for what I've received. I will give it willingly and sacrificially away. Your heavenly father goes, that's a mature person. That's what I'm talking about. Otherwise, if we're not that way, if we're tight with everything we have, it's like a little kid going into his bedroom and his Spider-Man you know, uh, pajamas, and I'm going, these are my Spider-Man pajamas. And you go, guess what happened the next time? You're getting plain white pajamas. Get out of here, right? Right? Now, our Heavenly Father fortunately doesn't treat us that way, but it's that same thing. Like, they're not grateful. If they're saying it's mine, 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 it's a sign of immaturity and not of gratitude. That's why we teach our kids to share. We teach our kids to, and we, what do we tell our kids? Hey, I got you. <laughs> do just give that toy away. I'd, I'll, take care of, I'll take care of the next one. Don't worry about it. This is the attitude of gratefulness. And this is why I'm bringing up money. And we've already locked all the doors. You can't leave. Okay? <laughs> so they had this festival, the, the Feast of Weeks. And, and uh, basically it was a Thanksgiving festival. And it was so that the um, uh, Jewish nation would go, you know what? Everything we have comes from God. And so they'd bring these thankful offerings uh, in. Here's what it says in Deuteronomy 16.10. Then celebrate the festival of weeks, that's that Thanksgiving festival, to the Lord your God by giving a free will offering in proportion to the blessings the Lord your God has given you. I, uh, 
as I read that, I thought about it, and um, I thought, you know what? We have not done this in a long time at Living Spring where I've said, look, at Christmas time, we're going to take a special offering that's just this, this offering. It's a free will offering. It's not, uh, it's not, don't feel guilty about not doing it. Don't, but there's, it's a free will offering that allows us to go, you know what? It's been a great year. I want to bless the Lord. I want to thank him. Here's the offering. And the reason I tell you early is because if you're in a family or a couple or whatever uh, and, and you share finances, uh, you, this is a great thing to pray about. Like, Heavenly Father, what would, what would we do? What can we give? He doesn't need anything. But what he needs or what he wants is a deeper relationship with you. And giving is one of the things uh, that does that and shows thanks to God. It's not, I don't get a raise. I don't get anything. It's not about that. Uh, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. Here's this idea that, look, thank you for what I have. I'm giving back to you. Uh, again, it says, those who sacrifice thank offerings honor me. Right? Any time you're around a little kid and they are acting selflessly, it honors the father and mother of that child. When they are acting selfishly, it does not honor. And this is what he's saying. And to the blameless, I will show my salvation. Here's, here's what he says in Proverbs uh, 3, 9 uh, through 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Now, don't try and get out of it by saying, well, I'm not wealthy. <laughs> That's not what this is saying. It doesn't say honor the Lord if you're wealthy, Okay. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with your money, with, with your things. And again, I know this might be a harsh thing to hear, and you might go, I'm never going to a church again. But this is so vital for spiritual maturity. This is why I have no problem talking about it. I've tithed since I was 12 years old. Lisa's tithed since she was 12 years old. I have never, ever, ever in my life, and I've been poor. <laughs> Trust me, I have been poor. I have never regretted my tithes and my offerings, my giving. Um, and so uh, that's, that's the second way. Now, the third way is something that is uh, through uh, the New Testament. And that is through what we're going to do this morning by taking communion, okay? And there might be something about communion that you didn't know. Um, uh, there, uh, in some expressions, they call communion the Eucharist. Okay, I don't know if you've ever heard that term, but the, 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 are we going to take the Eucharist? The Eucharist, what that means in Greek is thanks, thank, thanksgiving. So every time we take communion, what we are saying to our Heavenly Father is thank you for Jesus. See, a lot of thankfulness is remembering and so uh, oftentimes you'll see in healthy uh, relationships, um, you'll, you'll have this out of the blue thing where you say, you know, maybe like in my case, I'll open up my sock drawer and my, there's by magic, there's clean socks in there all the time. I don't know what happens. I don't know if there's a sock fairy or something, but there is. Well, no, of course I realize it's Lisa. So I will remember that and just say, hey, I don't think I ever thank you enough for doing the laundry. And of course, she's just like, whatever, you do all these things. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's this remembrance. 
And some of you this week, maybe the only thing you hear me say, because I talk to you about, I'm talking about being thankful to God, and that, that then translates into gratefulness for people. If you're an adult, maybe you call your mom or dad, they, they might be in their 80s, and you say, hey, I don't know if I've thanked you enough for raising me. I know you did the best you can. If you're young, if you're uh, younger, you're watching this or whatever, maybe you'd call up your, your parents and you go, there's nothing sweeter for a, a parent to have a, an adult child call and go, man, I got my first job, <laughs> you know, and I'm trying to pay the rent and everything. I don't know how you guys did it. Thank you so much. It's this idea of remembering something triggers. And so my prayer for you as you kind of go into these parties and go into relationships Something will spark in your mind. That's the Holy Spirit. Go, why don't you thank him? Maybe there's something around your house, or maybe you have a friend that has gone through the darkest days with you, and you remember, man, I'm so glad I'm not in those dark days. And then all of a sudden you remember, oh, man, I couldn't have gotten through it without Sheila, without Tom, without whoever it is. I, I couldn't have made it. And you send him a text. I just want to thank you. I made it through that chapter of my life. Here's what it says about Thanksgiving, uh, for, about communion. Is not the cup of Thanksgiving, we, we, don't, we don't talk about it that way, do we? We say it's, about, oh, you know, Jesus, and we'll go through that. that. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the cup and he gave thanks. Uh, the bread, he gave thanks and he broke it and he took the cup, right? But this cup is called the cup of Thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ. In other words, we remember, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you that you pulled me out of the mire. Thank you that I don't have to get through life by myself, with my, being God myself. Thank you for that. And is not the bread what we break, a participation in the body of Christ? Here's the thing that should be on our mind during communion. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He does that through salvation. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for all that we've done. We thank you that you created us. We thank you that you guide us. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you've saved us. We thank you that you provide for us. We thank you that you are our shield, that you are our strong tower, that you are our healer, that you are our provider, that you are a joy and love for us. We thank you that in everything we do, uh, we can honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Before, uh, why don't we go ahead and stand for the blessing? I want to read something I have in here and I'll make this our blessing together it says shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth serve the Lord with gladness come before him with joyful singing know that the Lord himself is God it is he who made us and not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him bless his name for the lord is good and his loving kindness is everlasting his faithfulness 
to all generations. Go in Psalm 100, in Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday.